is Brooke Devarge from Bat Ceramics, and you're listening to Batty Bitches, a place where I chat with fellow artists about being an artist in a world full of artists, touching on topics from burnout to sustainability to finding inspiration and more. Listen in to find out what really goes on in the mind of an artist. Hello, welcome to my first episode of Batty Bitches. Um, this episode is going to be all about me, your host, Brooke Devarge from Bat Ceramics. So, I'm just going to dive right in. I got questions that I'm asking myself, and I hope you guys learn more about me, and this will help you figure out why I create what I create, and how I started, and where I want the podcast to go, and yeah. So I want this podcast to be super organic. I'm going to try not to fix anything. I want it to be free-flowing as if you're in the room with me, just shooting the shit. All right, so let's get into it. Where does your need to create come from? So my need to create comes from my mental health i really think that if i don't if i'm not creating something then i feel horrible and it's not because i need to push work out there for other people it's for my own mental health so my art is really my therapy i know a lot of people say that but it's true this is my therapy i create because if I'm not creating, I am down in the dumps. Uh, that comes from my past traumas. I was born with two holes in my heart and cleft lip and cleft palate. So when I was little, it always felt like I was in and out of hospitals and doctor's offices and the orthodontist, dentist. It was a lot. So I dove into sketchbooks like I always had a sketchbook with me and it just felt so much better for myself to put all of my focus onto something that I enjoyed so I didn't have to think about the negative things going on in my life so I always had a sketchbook with me I was always drawing it was fairies and mermaids all day every day <laughs> and then it switched to anime and then it just got more into nature and my surroundings and what was really inspiring me to be a better person I guess I I don't know maybe I just made that shit up um so here's another question where does my inspiration come from so I kind of just said that um I wrote down nature, family, and teaching others about plants and animals. So, growing up, I was always taught to respect the outdoors, respect the animals, never take more than you need, never take it for granted, and that really comes out in my work, I believe. My family, I come from a hunting background, so my family has always taught me about animals, about gardening, 
about how if we don't have these things, then our survival isn't going to matter. Like, our survival depends on nature as humans. And I think we're losing a lot of that today. Like, the acknowledgement of nature is just going downhill. But then again, it's kind of going uphill at the same time because there's so many people who are fighting for nature and fighting for animals and land and all that jazz. <laughs> so I think that the more we acknowledge nature, the more we respect it, the more we learn about it, the more we will want to fight for it. So yeah, I started showing an interest in nature conservation my junior year of college. I went to New Hampshire Institute of Art, and I noticed that all my work consisted of plants and animals, mostly birds. I love birds and things with wings. <laughs> um, I wanted others to feel the same connection I have to nature through my work and teaching them the importance of preserving these creatures' existence, which in turn helps our own existence. So my, my senior thesis was about endangered species. And it was oil on canvas. Yes, I am. I went to college for fine arts. I was a painting major <laughs> turned into a ceramicist. Yeah, it was a very um, short period of time that I went from painting to ceramics. And I loved it. And I'll get into that. Um, yeah, right now I'm getting into it. This is what my notes say. <laughs> so my senior year of college, fall 2016, I took my first wheel throwing course as an elective and I just fell in love with it. At first, I thought I was going to fail the class <laughs> because I couldn't center at all. It took me three weeks to center and then months later to actually throw a decent three inches <laughs> it was it was a struggle yet I wanted to learn so much about it because all the other mediums I've ever worked with came to me so easily and this one medium was so difficult that I was like girl you're gonna figure this shit out because you want to. I know you want to. You know almost all the other ones. You're going to figure this out. And I did. And I'm so happy that I stuck with it. I'm so happy I didn't fall out of that class. It was truly a life-changing experience. Clay has changed me. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, the functionality of ceramics was so different from my oil painting. I was amazed by the fact that you can use this stuff every day of your life. And it's so... And I didn't... It didn't click with me until I was making it. Like, yeah, I, I ate on ceramic plates. I used ceramic mugs throughout my life. But once I started working with it and 
and realize like, wow, this is coming from my hands. I can't believe I'm making this right now. It was amazing and I'm so grateful for it. And I, yeah, I'm rambling and I keep saying and and um, and this is not good for a podcast, y'all, but I'm trying my best, okay? Trying my best. And that's what matters. So, senior year, let's go, let's jump into second semester 2017, my last semester of senior year. My last semester of college in general. Gosh, I'm losing it, y'all. I do not want to start this over. <laughs> I'm sweating. I hope y'all are laughing with me. This is really who I am. Okay, so last semester of college, my last semester of senior year, 2017. I took wheel throwing one-on-one in 2016, and I really wanted to continue it. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to get my hands dirtier. So the only way to get into wheel 02 was to convince the ceramics chair, the professor that was the head of the ceramics department in my school, to let me into the class even though I wasn't a ceramics major, I was a painting major. So I had her look at my work that I created in Wheel 101 and she was like, you should be a ceramics major. We need more ceramic majors. Uh, of course I will let you in this class. And I was like, really? Thank you so much. I was ecstatic. I was overjoyed. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get muddy again <laughs> so I did I got muddy again and I learned more about technique I learned every almost everything I know now I learned in those two wheel throwing classes I took my senior year of college and I will be forever grateful to Sarah Burns for teaching me all almost everything I know about ceramics so once I graduated I got into the biggest art slump of my life. I wasn't drawing, I wasn't painting, I couldn't work with ceramics because I didn't have a ceramic studio at home. I moved back in with my parents. And moving back in with your parents after four years of college, living on your own, is a huge hurdle. Like, or not a hurdle, a brick freaking wall, okay? <laughs> You're going, you basically went back in time and all those same rules applied in high school are applying to you when you're out of college, move back in with mom and dad. So that's another thing. My mental health was not good. Just not good. It was not good. But I kept telling my parents that I really want to continue ceramics. This is all I'm thinking about. This is all I want to do. So my dad bought me my first wheel. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was Christmas morning. I opened the biggest box last. They had us open our bigger presents last. And it was a wooden box. 
And I was like, what the hell is it? And I opened the lid and I saw that metal wheel head and I instantly started bawling my eyes out and I was like, thank you so much. And I hugged my parents and then my sister Brittany started crying too because they, oh shit, I'm getting messages. Shoulda, uh, took my notifications off for that <laughs> my bad this is the first episode and mistakes will happen okay <laughs> i'm nervous okay so yeah back to getting my first wheel we were so happy i was so overjoyed and i think the reason i was so happy in that moment was because my family supported me they supported my passion and that was such a big impact for me. And I think if I didn't have them backing me up, I probably wouldn't have bought my first wheel. First of all, I didn't have enough money when I graduated college to buy a wheel. And I I was just so overjoyed with that. And I'll never forget it. And I still have my little wheel that my dad got me. And my parents got me. Sorry, Mom. Um, it, I outgrew it because it was the cheapest wheel you can get online <laughs> and the little plastic gauge thingy wore down. So the speed of the wheel is super slow or if I crank the pedal too hard, it goes super fast. So there's no in between. And that's when I knew I needed to invest in a new wheel <laughs> and I did I have the Brent model B I got it because B for Brooke <laughs> there was really no other reason I got it but um at college we used Brent and that's what I was comfortable with and it's been a great wheel so far I've had it for a little over a year now and I love it um, so let's move on. Uh, so after I got my wheel, I just kept pushing forward with ceramics. I participated in local vendor shows. My mom got me access to our local elementary and middle school's kiln, which was so helpful. I had to transport all of my bone dry work to the school. And surprisingly, I only ever broke one piece. I don't know how I did it. I was a magician, I guess. Newspaper and cardboard boxes, everyone. Uh, so yeah, that was a huge help to have someone willing to let me borrow their kiln. Their, it was an electric kiln, a scut kiln, so I learned everything I know now with my scut kiln that I have now and it was it was just great I'm super grateful for my mom for excuse me I burped for helping me out with that thank you mommy um back to the list so in 2018 summer 2018 I moved in with my fiance well then he was my boyfriend now he's my fiance 
and our apartment was so small. I had nowhere to work. At one point, I was working out in the hallway that was like the entrance hallway to our apartment. And I just had a wheel and I had my desk and one shelf. And it was so cramped because our shoes were out there. Our recycling was out there. And our coats and my parents, uh, my parents lived right next door in the apartment that I'm in now. Um, so it was just, it was hectic. And then once it got cold because there was no heat in that hallway, I had to move my wheel in the apartment, and that was even crampier. I worked in a four by four foot space. My wheel, my tiny little wheel, it was a nine inch wheel head, so that gives you reference on how big it was. And I had one shelf that I put all my work on, and this was a DVD shelf, the same shelves that I use for my glazes downstairs in my glaze room. And I had a TV dinner table. <laughs> and that's it. And the way I was recycling my clay, I asked my dad for a scrap piece of drywall and I peeled the paper off of it because drywall is dried plaster. And that's how I recycled my clay. But, that didn't last very long. Well, it lasted a year, but still, I was very unhappy um, with the space I had. I felt overwhelmed because I hated working directly in my living space. It was in my living room and dining room area, so it just felt so clustered. And I didn't, I also didn't like the fact that all my dirt and dust, my silicosis, was going everywhere in my living space. Like, I was kill not only killing myself, but I was killing Benny, and I didn't want to do that anymore. I well, I kind of still am, because my studio's upstairs. Well, I'll figure it out someday. Um, so I was unhappy. I was also working a crappy retail job, and I knew I needed to change. I, I was just drained. I wanted to work on my artwork more than stocking shelves, than telling an old lady the price of a tomato. Like, that's, that's not a job for an artist. And if you are working a retail job right now, and it's sucking the life out of you, please get out of it. You don't deserve that. And neither did I, but I got out of it and I'm so happy I did because look at where I am now. So in 2019, I decided to buy my own kiln. I was sick of borrowing the elementary school kiln, figuring out scheduling for that. It just took too much time because they were firing their own work and then I had to come in with mine and back and forth so many times. It was frustrating. So I bought my own kiln. My dad, because he owns the building that we live in, helped me fix up the basement for my kiln room slash glaze studio. And that was amazing. I'm so grateful for everything that my family and my parents 
have given me, I really don't think I'd be where I am without their support and their just love. <laughs> so I got my own kiln. I was so nervous to start it because I was like, oh my god, I'm going to burn this house down. It's going to be horrible. Everybody's going to be homeless. No, it, it was smooth sailing and nothing bad has happened. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, so my kiln is a 1027 scut. I love it. It's my big mama. I didn't want to call her Ursula at first, but it never stuck. I really don't call her a name at all, actually. Yeah, but I love her. So, 2019 summer, I decided to quit my job. My retail job. <laughs> the shitty, soul-sucking job. And I did. After my first website restock, I decided that I needed to get my ducks in a row before I quit my job, so I had a financial cushion. I figured out how to build my own website with Squarespace. I was using Etsy. I was barely selling any work on Etsy. And then all of a sudden, in the summer, I got a huge influx of followers on Instagram and I think it was because I started using underglaze paint and that's when everything clicked for me. I found my niche. I was like, holy mother God, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Well, hopefully. And it opened so many doors for me when I found my niche. And I was like, what, what, what? Why didn't I think of this sooner? Putting my painting that I have so much knowledge and technique base from college onto my ceramics that I'm so passionate about functional work. And I did it. And I'm still doing it. And I feel like I'm getting better and better. Well, I sure as hell hope I am. <laughs> so... Once I had all my ducks in a row for going full-time, I had my kiln. I moved into a bigger apartment, so I had a larger studio space. My family and my fiancé were backing me up. Um, I had my doubts at first, but the only way for me to do it, to go full-time, was to just do it. Like, just take that leap. And I did. And I'm so grateful. So, the only reason I said yes was because I made $800 in one sale. I was like, holy shit. I could actually pull this off. And I did. I did. So, once I made that $800 on that first sale of the fawn mugs that I sold... That I learned a lot about because that was my first kiln firing. <laughs> my first time using clear glaze over under glaze. And first time using certain glazes. Like it was a huge step and I, I probably should have tested more. <laughs> but 
I was so excited. I just wanted to do it, and I did. So, yeah, I made that $800 on my website restock, and the next day, I told my job, my retail job, I need to know, (laughs) this is funny, I need to know how many vacation days I have and sick days I have. So, I used up all that paid time off right before I quit. So, I, I really fucked them over. But, you know what? I didn't care. And I still don't. I think it's hilarious. So, and then I went on vacation. Then I, While I was taking that time off, I actually went on a real vacation. And then when I got back from that vacation, baby, it was all like Donkey Kong. It was Nintendo 64 Donkey Kong in my studio. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it was awesome. I did another fawn restock. It went off with a hitch. And I was so in my element. And I'm still like, is this real life? Is this is really my life? Like, I'm a full-time artist. I'm I'm making it. And yeah, I go through a lot of doubt and imposter syndrome and worrying about this and that. Just artist things going on in my mind and in real life. So... I wanted to create this podcast to chat with other artists about the difficulties and the attributes artists have for our mental health and our physical health as creators and how to not create a successful business, but not only create a successful, you you guys want to create a successful business, successful business. But also a positive mindset for the work you're producing. Alright? We need, as artists, we need pat we need a pat on our back from now and again. Like I love pat on my back. And I appreciate people who pat my back. And also rub it and massage it and get all my kinks out. <laughs> and also I think this podcast is for myself. I have high-functioning anxiety, and I just need to get out of my comfort zone more. And I think this podcast will help me with my self-esteem, my confidence in myself, my voice, getting used to talking to other people over the phone, as many people don't like talking over the phone also. Like, maybe the guests I have, maybe I'll help them too. Get out of your comfort zone. Like, it's okay. It's healthy. And this is what podcast is about. Creating healthy, positive outlook on our our artistic careers. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. I need some more social interaction, you guys. Help me. <laughs> so now 
I'm going to jump in to some questions I got from Instagram. I asked my Instagram following, uh, do you want to know more about me or about my work? And this is what they had to ask. Why do you choose to house your paintings on pots instead of canvas? Mm. This is what I wrote. Functional art means being able to use objects every day and holding it in our hands. Which in turn means the creatures that I paint their existence is also in our hands. And I should really add that to my artist statement. <laughs> that is deep, y'all. That's so deep. Oh, I got feels. All right, next question. What is your biggest inspiration? Now, I've already talked about this like 20 minutes ago. But it's plants and animals. They speak to me. They feed my soul, and I'm inspired to do pottery because I love being able to hold an object close to me, close to my heart. Um, you can't drink out of canvas. I mean, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> and my inspiration fluctuates throughout the year, different animals, different styles, um, well, not really styles, more designs. Um, I'm so inspired by Halloween and Yule slash Christmas. I love pumpkins. Pumpkins are my jam. I don't know what it is, but they just make me so freaking And so when I feel in a slump for my inspiration, I take to Pinterest. I take walks outside. I like to mess around with my plants. I have a lot of plants. I love to garden. Or I do absolutely nothing until the urge strikes. I sit on the couch and I stare into the abyss. Well, that's that. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I hope you enjoyed giggling with me. And learning that I'm a freaking weirdo. And you can listen to my anxiety over the phone. Over your earbuds. However you're listening. And I really hope this podcast can help others figure out what they need to do in their lives as artists to become successful, not only for your business, but for you as a person. You are not a machine. You are loved. We care about each other. We're, I want to build a community of not a, jeez, I can't brain fart the biggest brain fart ever if this fart was real it'd stink up the whole room <laughs> oh, God. i think i should end this podcast going out on a high all right
peace, love, and pottery. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Baddie Bitches. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep updated with the podcast, please follow baddiebitches underscore podcast on Instagram. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear, shoot me a message. Toodles! Toodles!